Welcome to Air It Out, a spiritual boot camp podcast. I'm your host, Emery Oliver, and this is my husband and the podcast producer, Nick. Hello. He is a man of many words. Many. He's not, actually. He is very much an introvert and um, is doing this podcast. Well, actually, it was his idea, but he's on stage on the podcast. Just not my idea. (laughs) (laughs) It was not. (laughs) Anyway, he's being very courageous right now, and I appreciate him a bunch, and I, I love you. Love you, too. So... With all that being said, if he looks a little nervous or pauses at, at any time throughout this, just know it's probably because like his inner introvert is like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note of doing uncomfortable things because your wife has decided to take on some crazy new path, <laughs> we thought that the first episode uh, should talk about something that a lot of people don't really talk about when they talk about spiritual awakenings which is how it impacts other people around you, specifically your spouse, right? Because when you committed to that person and they committed to you, you were living in your ego's persona. But when you undergo a spiritual awakening, it's a beautiful thing, but it is also destructive as hell. And by that, I mean, you basically remove all of the parts of you that were programmed from the time that you were a kid. So all of a sudden you've pulled the rug out from underneath your spouse and basically been like, ta-da, I'm a new person. Uh, And a lot of times what you're experiencing is bizarre, even for the most open-minded person. And really, you just kind of force them to walk down a path that they didn't choose to walk down just by being married to you. It was hard. I mean, it was really hard. I, I was going through a lot, but... Man, it was it was hard on Nick. It was really hard. I agree. It was very hard on me. <laughs> yeah, it's quite hard. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. For me. Yeah. <laughs> so before we really get into the meat and potatoes of how to not light your marriage on fire during a spiritual awakening or how to not get a divorce, uh, maybe it would be good to talk a little bit about your background just religiously 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 speaking religiously talk about my background we talk about it religiously uh so yeah uh i think i had a pretty common upbringing for you know an american uh i grew up in the south i went to methodist church i went to it a little bit more than probably most people it, it, it was like two or three times a week so it was quite a bit you guys also went to baptist churches didn't you yeah mostly went to all of the churches yeah <laughs> we kind of skipped around until uh my family liked a church or you know fair enough yeah we were I mean, that's important to resonate with the, the house of god that sure. you're going to yeah I i'm not saying was, that to mock you if you're christian okay yeah i think it was more um they were trying to find the, the spot to kind of fit into yeah uh, the community that makes sense um, cause it was a, it was a large social aspect to it for them. Um, and I guess, you know, they wanted like kid service or teenage service for us. So, um, yeah. Cause Nick came from a massive family. Yeah. Um, uh, my, my parents, they both remarried after their, after I got divorced when I was young and, uh, ended up with, uh, 
eight uh, stepchildren or step siblings total, plus my two uh, full blooded siblings. So it was a packed house. Um, so yeah, it was. You can get lost in a big family like that pretty easily. So yeah, and you already tend to skew a little bit more on the quiet side. Yeah, yeah, being the middle child of eleven. so um but yeah i mean uh growing up christian you know you you're raised to follow the the word of god and you know respect jesus word and stuff like that so it was um but it didn't really make sense to you even when you were yeah. younger, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed a little forced on us. Um, I never really kind of grabbed hold to it. Uh, there, There's a lot of, you know, plot holes. So, so, <laughs> yeah, so I remember you telling me that, like, one in particular that really just kind of, like, even as a young kid, you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense, is that, like, there's this loving God who then sends everyone who's never even heard of him to hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Uh, I mean, according to the Bible, the the world was 6,000 years old, and Jesus only came here 2,000 years ago, so everyone until Jesus just sat at the gates of hell until uh, Jesus died to forgive them, but that meant like four or three or two or 1,000 years of suffering that they that just... You didn't even have a chance to... I won't even wait 20 minutes in my favorite restaurants. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, fuck this shit, I am out. <laughs> yeah, so it just... To me, it seemed like uh, capital punishment wasn't quite the God I was I was interested in. And it didn't seem like a, a loving and caring God. So... And then there was also like, you know, the typical crap that happens in organized religion. Yeah. Yeah, you start to see a lot of the hypocrisy and the and the cracks of of the church. So, um, that kind of it definitely pushed me away from from organized religion, and it 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 pushed me definitely into atheism. I, I definitely overcorrected big time on. Well, I mean, I think part of that too. Like, I know you've mentioned to me before <laughs> that, like, um, you know, you had met atheists that were like really nice people who had like a really solid moral compass. Hmm. And so you started looking at that as like, well, wait a minute. If religion doesn't like help with your moral compass, then like, what's the point of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it was probably like a, a negative bias. Um, yeah. You start to only see the bad and something you want to see the bad in. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I was jaded from Christianity. So like anytime I saw anything bad happened with Christian. I was like, there you go. That's, that's why. Yeah, I that's my proof. They're yeah, Satanists. Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of jackass <laughs> atheists too. So oh, there are. I've encountered a lot of yeah, them. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't point them out. And they're like, idiots in all groups of human beings. Let's be honest. Those are my guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, um, no, I did. I, I did. I, it was in the, a wrong mindset. So, Back I then, wasn't I, wrong. It was just a little immature because, like, yeah, you were in a very, immature. yeah, yeah. like a, an immature. And I don't mean that as in like, oh, I was childish or whatever, but just immature as in like you hadn't been exposed to enough yet. I think to like 
really make an informed decision on that. Yeah. But but then it you kind of like rectified that when you were an atheist by exposing yourself to like everything under the sun. Yeah. As far as religion goes, he was not exposing himself. Okay. Yeah. Kept it under wraps. He kept it clothed. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no weird sex cults for me. We uh, are not about that life. There um, are no upside down pineapples. <laughs> so I um yeah I, I studied a bunch of different religions um. I even I studied Christianity, you know, as a whole. Um, you know, it's past a lot of the different writings about it, and yeah, but from a more like scholarly point of view, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was curious about um, maybe like the lost texts and how the the Bible was created and how uh, certain books were allowed and others weren't, or um, how many times it had been edited by different yeah. kings and different yeah, yeah and <laughs> languages and yeah different languages and how many then, times they'd effectively played a game of telephone which doesn't do well when it's like a circle of 10 people let alone yeah yeah, yeah and then you, you get to talk to people that are saying that this is the true word of god <laughs> that it's been edited over and over and over and over and translated and then edited and then stuff removed because ancient kings didn't like it so uh, yeah, that actually was the one that stuck out to me. So I wasn't raised Christian. Yeah. Uh, my family was kind of all over the place. Uh, my my dad's side of the family is uh, Jewish by blood. And my mom's side was Christian. Uh, and I think she was raised Christian, but didn't really like lean into it. My dad was not really raised Jew- Jewish. Like, uh, so like they just kind of had this overall like ugh, to religion, uh, mm. even though like my mother was really into some aspect of like Christian spirituality. Uh, she was really into these books called A Course in Miracles, which kind of like your atheism yeah. runaway, like it kind of caused the same thing for me of like, oh man, she's pretty unstable. So none of the spirituality crap is real. Yeah. Um, but so even like growing up like that and not really being exposed to a huge amount of religion, although like I've been to temple, I've been to church, I've, I've been to, I've been to every house of worship really, I think. Except for Mormonism. I haven't been to one of those. Um, Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> that one's not my jam. Uh, no religion yeah, is, really. Yeah. It, I think that's really yeah. kind of where we've ended up at. But um, even not being like ra- raised in a religious thing and having a lot of uh, exposure to that outside of living in the Deep South, I just remember being like, what is, what is this King James's version? Like, <laughs> yeah. did he like... Is remix, it? Is there? Are the there pictures? Remix. Like, what made this so different? If it's yeah. the word of God, like, how yeah. is he like remixing this? Like, remix fe- featuring Jesus. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. It, it. Even for me, I was like, "What is this?" You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think uh, anything our parents kind of push on us, we're definitely gonna immediately rebel against. And it sounds like we both did that. So, <laughs> <laughs> for as different as we are, we are very similar in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, that's that's common. So yes, it is. That's why. That's what I mean. That uh, my story is probably a very common one. Yeah, a lot of Americans. That's why and, I wanted you to talk about this. Like, yeah. I, I think there are a lot of people that are going to understand only not, not only your upbringing and your path, but also just like how that impacts being exposed to other things that are not societal norms. It, it, spirituality is a little bit more of a societal norm now than I think it, it previously has been, right? Like, 
Mm. I mean, like a hundred years ago, they'd be burning me for being a witch. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm not a witch. I'm just going to preface that. Like, if you are a witch, like more power to you. But that's just I'm not. I am definitely not a witch. Um, But yeah, like I would have been persecuted for my abilities way back when. Um, So, yeah, I just I, I think, though, that when you have this kind of like. I don't want to say like an abhorrence to, but like an aversion to is probably the best way. When you have that that kind of aversion to spirituality or religion or anything, really talking about like a higher power, and then you're exposed to something that challenges that rejection, it, it can be really hard to overcome that. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of, uh, that you were kind of programmed to maybe follow a certain religion or like me, you had this complete, 180 from it and ran away from it as fast as possible and it didn't leave you open to kind of experience those those like kind of wonderful things about yeah because you like shut the door behind you and are like no thank you locked you know like yeah, yeah. um i don't want to be like them you know, yeah like, i don't want to have invisible friends oh my yeah, god yeah i have so many invisible friends guys <laughs> anyway <laughs> um There are a lot of psychologists listening to this right now going, hmm. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so some of that kind of changed for you, though, right? So what was your journey from being atheist into agnostic? Because that was kind of like the crack in the door a little bit. It was like the door unlocked and like there was a little bit of light shining through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, growing up uh, after. After spending all that time with my family and stuff like that, I started to kind of you step away from it and you step away from the church and spirituality and it gives you more time to think um mm-hmm. kind of re-examine your facts and um what what's important to you what's important to you in like a spiritual sense um and i don't know you start to re-examine a lot of those lessons you know, there's probably there there are a lot of good Christians and a lot of good things that the church has done. Oh, absolutely! So I know I, several Christian people that really like genuinely do yeah abide by the teachings of Jesus, and they are very solid people. Yeah, so I, I don't want this to be me be me bagging on on Christianity. So no, it's, it's just it's I'm, organized religion in yeah. general. Like anytime you really put a man made structure yeah. into stuff, it gets kind of it gets kind of wonky. Yeah, they're, they're still good. Like the core of it's still good. It's just, you know, like anything that tells me I, I need to stone somebody is is probably tainted by humans. Yeah. So I, I saw it as like a a way to kind of control people. Yeah, um, it was it was so. government before government existed. Yeah. So um, stepping away from it and, you know, just out there living your life like normal uh, allowed you to maybe... Not be uh, constantly influenced by other people. You right. get to make up your own mind about uh, what you think of the world, what you think is going on behind the behind the cloak, you know. Um, and then I'd say a lot of it was, uh, you know, when when you and I got together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you were definitely atheist when we met. Yeah, because I remember being. <laughs> Like, what do you mean you just think this is controlled chaos? And he was like, it's all just nutty. You know? yeah, I was like, yeah. 
Holy crap, that's a dark view on this. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean anything. We're all... We're all nihilists. Yeah. You get very, very sour about, about life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when we met, like, I was pretty agnostic. I, I knew that there was something greater than us just because I'd had so many weird experiences in my life. But, um, you know, I, I there wasn't, like, any part of me that knew what that was or really could assign anything to it. Hmm. So it wasn't like I talked to you about it a whole lot. I think I just told you like, but I have these weird things that happen. I can't explain them. So there's that. Yeah, that was about it. I mean, uh, when we were for the first several years of, you know, us being together, we didn't talk about hardly any religious or spiritual anything. Yeah, Better we just than, talked about some of the weird crap that happened just yeah. by me being me. Yeah, I mean, you know, your premonitions, which were that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're disturbing. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of my favorite ones, and Nick will probably fill in some of this, but uh, was I screaming or crying in my sleep? Uh, You're kind of... Yeah, so I, I think I woke up because you were tossing and turning or something, and I heard maybe uh, maybe some noise from you. It woke me up. But, uh, yeah, I rolled over, and you were just, you're, like, almost whimpering or, like, kind of yeah. crying out to somebody. And, uh, yeah, it was just... Yeah, I remember you sad. asking me that, like, that morning, yeah. like, after I woke up, you were like... like are you having another one of your weird dreams? Like, and I said, yeah. And I explained this, this horrible dream I had been having for three days in a row about, a like a whole bunch of people dying in like a concert hall, basically an event space. And yeah. then they were all speaking a language I didn't understand. Um, and then the people killing him were speaking another language and it was, Oh man, it was so disturbing. And then well, it was like the next day, wasn't it? Or was it wasn't that night. It was, it was like right afterwards. It was very recent. Uh, very Recent to that time. Yeah, I want to say it was like within 24, 48 hours. Yeah. uh, A terrorist attack happened in in Paris and uh, we were watching it on live TV and I was like shook, you know, like I had just seen that. Yeah. And and I've had that happen a lot um, from celebrities to, you know, friends to family members, like family, friends, siblings or parents. Like I've, (laughs) I've had a lot of those dreams. Yeah. I think, oh, the other weird one, though, is, um, yeah, so Nick and I actually went to Japan and experienced a uh, sunrise service at a Buddhist temple, um, which was beautiful. Nick thought it was really cool. I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there because I was so uncomfortable. Uh, I'm not great with organized religion, being in churches and temples and, and every religious building I've ever been in has just felt like some weird form of voyeurism for me because I realized that it's very sacred for other people. And for me, it was just more like, look at these weird things these people are doing, you know? So I didn't want to be disrespectful. So I I got up and and walked out and took a whole bunch of very beautiful pictures of this amazing temple. Um, And we had actually stayed uh, with the, I don't even know what they're called. Like the head Buddha, not the head Buddha, the, the head monk. I have no idea. Uh, so the head monk's wife ran like a little um, bed and breakfast there that mm-hmm. was really cool. So if you guys ever go to Japan, I, I highly suggest going to Mount Minobu. That was 
a really magical experience, even if you're not going for the religious aspect. I thought the service was cool. There was like some <laughs> very a lot of drums. A lot of drums. I was about to say that it was like the loudest drum circle I've ever heard. It was. It, it was, was like shake your teeth out of your it did it shook out of everything. I, I think that was actually yeah. like one of the things that made me like I gotta go. <laughs> it was like sensory. This is overload. intense. No, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so so we went and did that, but um, the very next day I think was uh, it was New Year's Day, which is actually a very holy, very serious day in uh in Japan, and so everyone was like all over the shrines and, and temples and stuff, and so we decided, you know what, like we're gonna go um experience some nature because not a whole lot of people will be in nature, so we um were already staying near uh Mount Fuji and decided to go into Okikahara. The suicide forest. It is the suicide forest. Um, And that moniker is not just like a fun, spooky, you know, like, ooh. There there are a lot of people that that unalive themselves there. Um, And they do it because it's so quiet and peaceful in that forest. You know, the whole time we were in there, like, I think I I heard like a tree creak and like maybe a bird. And we were in there for like two and a half, three hours. I mean. It was oddly quiet for it a forest. Was so quiet because it's all covered in uh, moss, like on yeah. top of volcanic rock, right? So it's just like massively insulated. Yeah, it's just a big noise canceling forest. It would be great to record this podcast <laughs> in there because then you guys wouldn't hear our dogs walking around. But, yeah. um, but anyway, so we experienced something pretty weird, and um, I was coming up on this part of the trail, and I was fine the whole time we were in this forest. Like it didn't get into my head. I wasn't, you know, like looking over my shoulder or anything. All of a sudden, I got this just very hostile feeling. Like, I got spooked. Like, <laughs> yeah. You remember that? I mean, yeah. I, I was literally like, we got to go. Like, I, I don't you, know. You said you like felt like a chill up your spine. Yeah, I did. Like, I was so spooked out. Like, I just felt something that was angry near us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and at that point in my life, I, I was pretty low vibration and wasn't attuned to energy the way I am now. So for me to feel that, that energy was like, palpable um so i thought it just i thought that the like the moniker suicide force had just gotten in my head and so we kept walking and like i don't know it was like what 50 feet later i was like i don't know i feel fine again like i guess i just yeah i guess i just got spooked out like whatever so we got to the end of the trail and then we turned around to go back to the parking lot and same spot in the forest i got freaked out again it was the same same kind of feeling same whatever we got back to the car and i was like man that was weird i don't know what that was um, so we flew back to Chicago the next day, actually, because we had a layover, like an overnight layover. Yeah. And I woke up the next morning and we were in bed and uh, you <laughs> opened up your phone and he was like, Nick's like, oh, my God, look at this. Yeah. I I was flipping through Facebook and saw this article about, uh, I think it was Logan Paul. Uh, was it? Do you a good tuber? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, was it him or PewDiePie? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Logan Paul. It was one of the not yeah. very nice YouTubers. Yeah. But he had um, he had gone there with like a group of people and the day before. Yeah, the day before we walked through the forest, uh, he found um somebody that hung himself, in in the forest and and it was on a specific part of the trail. Yeah, it was like the only part of the trail that kind of like took a turn. Yeah, and it was the part of the it, trail that I freaked out on. Just like. The, yeah the spot that we had walked through so it's uh it was it was weird um that type of yeah. those those kind of weird coincidences and stuff so yeah we've i've had a lot of those yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had a lot of those and nick uh 
Yeah, you definitely witnessed those, but that one was really kind of specific because you were the one that found out that that had happened. Like, there's no way I could have staged that, guys. Yeah. I mean, not that I would go through that to do that because that's stupid, but that's, that's, there's just absolutely no way I could have done that. That'd be that. messed up, Henry. That, I, that would be very messed up. People yeah. who do that are shameful. And, like, honestly, yeah. there's a lot of people out there who pretend to be spiritual or to experience spiritual stuff and they don't. And it's it's honestly infuriating to me because if you had any idea, like, how disruptive this stuff can be to your wife, you like you wouldn't play at that, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so we went from you being atheist to those experiences kind of made you start thinking about like there might be something else out there because my wife has all these weird death things. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is. You're obviously like touched by something. There is some kind of connection to something. So it's I mean, not a demon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not (laughs) Um, but no it it you know you start to you get new evidence you start to understand that there's something happening that maybe you just can't understand so um rather than kind of digging your heels into your former belief system try to keep an open mind yeah, because uh-huh. I mean, you got new data points. With new yeah. data points, you like you start shifting the outcome a little bit. Like you're you're a scientist. I mean, well, you work in STEM, but yeah, yeah, uh, aerospace I mean, I... engineer. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just it it would be closed minded if you didn't reexamine some of these things that are happening in your life um, that you can't explain that are. Um, uh, unique and spiritual and in in fashion so um to kind of to say that like oh it's just it's, it's just faith and religion just trying to suck you back in i mean that's that's silly but i think it also kind of helped because i was so anti-religion not anti yeah i was anti-religion i'm not gonna pretend like i wasn't i'm pretty anti-religion still yeah like if if you are religious and that's what you believe in, like more power to you. Like everyone works within the system that works for them. That's really all I care about is whatever leads you down the path that you need to go down, go down it. Uh, but for me, organized religion and just organized spirituality, organized anything, uh, you know, is not for me. Like yeah. even now, I don't work within any specific system. I I just kind of follow up my guides, <laughs> what my guides show me because. They haven't lied to me yet. So, um, so anyway, so we went from that to then 2020 hit. Yeah, that was a like, nightmare. It was that a was fucking the nightmare. Worst year of your life by far. So, <laughs> oh man, there's just so much loss. And for um, someone who was like pretty comfortable with death already, like that was, that was bad. Ooh, that was a test. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, after I uh, hit my lowest point and you literally saved my life, thank you. And I'm so sorry again. But after you inter- you intervened in my very foolish decision to try and rectify a non-existent mistake, i.e. me. <laughs> You're not a mistake. Yes, I know. I thank you. I know that now. I know I'm a very purposeful, very weird person who was put here for a very specific <laughs> reason. So, um. It just looked like a mistake because I exist in a society that really I uh, I don't fit into. And and that's okay. I think a lot of us don't fit into society. And 
candidly, even those that do fit into society, I feel like they don't really feel like they fit in either. Like, I think that's a, I think that's a big lie that society tells you that everyone's like, oh yeah, I, I belong in society. Nah, most people don't. Most people just kind of like put on a mask that's a palatable version of them that society can accept. But behind closed doors, like, man, people are freaks. Like, I know this because everyone spills their guts to me about everything. Yeah, well, that's always, that has happened since day one. Oh, the, the dawn of ages. Like, yeah, so that was... I'm sure there were cavemen being freaks and they are like, <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> you know? well, I, meant, I meant for you specifically oh, yes, that yes, yes. everyone has spilled their guts to you. And oh, so yeah. I've, I've watched that happen many times. Oh, and, man, like the guy at Waffle House who, I don't even know how that conversation got started. Who was like sobbing to me about the guy that, or not the guy, the woman that he lost. It was like the love of my life. Yeah, it was my wife's sister. <laughs> and he's like crying, and Nick's just like, "Enough of that. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, you've been cut off." Like, I found that that's uh, my role in our relationship now is to he stop, runs interference. St- yeah, stop like interfere <laughs> crazy from trying to tap for you. So. Yeah, yeah. I just people do definitely spill their guts to me and tell me all their their inner their inner demons so yeah that was probably part of what made you like something's weird with her yeah i mean you start to see these little little things like that little happenings and yeah. then, uh so it's just it's more like a a building yeah well and you've thing. also seen me intervene a couple times when people were like real close to the edge guys yeah. like <laughs> yeah you've, you've saved the lives of several people by just being there for him or like you you didn't know that you needed to be there for yeah, him. Yeah, I had no idea. You, you you reached out and you said Yeah, I just had this gut instinct yeah. of like, man, I feel like I need to touch base with this person and tell them yeah. I love him, you know. Yeah. Or maybe you need to say a certain thing to them mm-hmm. that you didn't know real really know about. Or hell, maybe I'm talking to somebody on the phone and some woman in Hobby Lobby hears me on the other side of the, the aisle and it comes around and gives me a hug and kisses me on the face while she's crying and says, I needed to hear that today. That is a true story. I don't, you weren't there for that. I was on the uh, phone with you. Oh. <laughs> and I got home and I was like, you were not going to believe what just happened. Like, I had lipstick on my face. I mean, it was <laughs> it was intense, guys. <laughs> but but we, he, he saw a lot of these, right? But none of that compared to after 2020 hit and I hit my lowest and I just decided like come hell or high water, I'm going to find the love in this existence again. Like I, I love this life when I was a kid, hmm. you know, I like even as crazy and kind of scary as my childhood was like, I loved being in the woods. I love nature. I love, you know, I've just, I've had a lot of points in life where I really love this existence. And so to lose that love for existence, like it sucked. Yeah. You know, and, and I loved you. I still love you. But, like, I loved you so much that I was like, man, like, I got to find my love for this existence now because, like, I love this guy and he loves me back. And I'm just a fucking burden, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'm a wah, wah, like burden. Like, I didn't want to be that way anymore. I'm a, I'm a pretty bubbly person, but God, it I, just took it out of me. I mean, uh, there is a, a big buildup to a lot of that stuff I yes mean, if you're interested in hearing this whole story go to episode zero uh yeah. where i go through everything that got me to that point and then my spiritual awakening and how that all came came to pass but yeah. so we're, we're going to kind of skip over that because you can go listen to other stuff but yeah i mean if you want to quickly surmise i would say like we moved across the country yep uh, in an rv yeah in an we RV, are not rv people into colorado 
During the winter. During uh, a bomb cyclone. During, yep. And then that was just terrible in, in itself. <laughs> and then 2020 happened. Uh, Bo died, your dog. Yep, who, I, of, who of, I'd had for 13 years, right. who literally like taught me what unconditional love was. Yeah. And then your dad died. Yep. And then uh, we died. Which another is one our, of our dogs. Another dog. Who was young and God, it was so sudden. And then your grandmother died. Yeah, by the time that my grandmother had died, I was starting to kind of come back from this. Yeah. That was at the very beginning of my spiritual awakening. And it was it was actually pretty. It was that that trip was pretty special. I'm really glad we got to say goodbye to her. And I was going to bring that up specifically because that was another example of like a pretty amazing thing that happened with us. Well, I even told you the day that she died, we were leaving her house and I was like, ooh, I'm seeing that same quality of light that I see every time like someone I care about dies. And then like, yeah. I mean, it was I mean. like, it was like an hour later that we got the phone call that she had passed. Yeah. You, you called or no, we, we had dinner with your uncle oh, yeah. the night before and you told him, I was like, well, I know in certain her. terms, go see her tomorrow. Yeah, I knew it. I'd, I've been around a lot of people when they're dying and, and when they're starting to leave, they, they start having these, um, these like weird fear responses where like, it almost looks like they're seeing things and then they like kind of snap back and they're like, okay, I'm back. Like I've seen that happen with a lot of people. And that was, that was definitely happening with her the day, the day that we were there before. Um, but she was still so sweet and loving and she was like kissing your hand and kissing mine and just squeezing it and telling us how much she loved us and she was an amazing woman yeah so it was just it was was like (laughs) i love my grandma (laughs) (laughs) i love your grandmother too she's an amazing woman but you it was like another prediction of yours yeah yeah i always knew when death's coming like um and that was the other reason i kind of ran from all this right like i've had these weird things happen my entire life but i always just kind of ran away from them because they were all around death like who the fuck wants that gift like, then I'm just like the spooky girl, you know, like, your dad's gonna die. Like, I don't want to, I don't want that, you know? <laughs> so that's, that was why I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. You just want to help people. Yeah. I just want, I just want to help people. So, um, and, and there's a lot more to this. Like this, this has been going on for a long time. I just really shoved it down and, and ignored it and ran from it because, uh, I thought it made me crazy, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's really what happened. So that happened. And then I had my spiritual awakening and I was going through all this stuff and I, we, we were having like some pretty weird experiences, but Nick was definitely not in the headspace to, to be open-minded enough to be like the God Odin is writing, (laughs) is writing runes on the window and the best Western that we're staring at. You know, he was like, okay, rightfully so. That sounds insane. I'm totally like. I get it, you know, yeah. until until you've been through this, until you've been through it on a very high level and you've experienced some like otherworldly shit bleed into this existence, it, it's it's hard to even imagine that that's possible. So, um I was just going through a lot like cuz I had a very weird spiritual awakening. I I didn't have like a kumbaya like very quiet, you know, slow ramp up. I was like one day I was asleep, the next day I was awake, and, like, the shit was just hitting the fan. Like, they were like, you are on a fast track, and we are not hitting the brakes. There are no brakes in this vehicle. Have fun. Yeah. So, um, obviously, that was pretty hard for you, because, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, we 
didn't never talk about about we never talked about religion or any of it. We talked about your weird experiences and the stuff we experienced together. But yeah, uh, but we never tried to explain it. Now looking back on it, that's kind of it's kind of weird, right? We like, like we were just like, oh, that's weird. Oh, anyway, cool. we went for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it went from kind of zero to sixty uh, for both of us. So yeah. So we went from never talking about religion to talking about it probably every day or every other day. For like an hour. For Yeah, for a long time. Mostly because I was just trying to convince myself that I wasn't schizophrenic or crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, but look at this picture I have and look at this. I told you that this was going to happen and it's happening and they told me this and now it's happening. And I was just, you know, I, I felt bad. But I like other than you and my uncle, like I really didn't have anyone to turn to. I, I didn't have any guidance on it. And so yeah. I was just kind of going through this like real wild ride with like no one to share it with and so unfortunately like (laughs) you kind of got the brunt of that because you married me (laughs) yeah well i mean you were you were absolutely trying to to prove your sanity like every day you were i questioned it like 400 times a day yeah, you were you were doing scientific experiments to try and figure out <laughs> to figure out if you were insane or not. So, um, I think that that probably helped me out. Yeah, because you got to see the proof. Yeah, yeah, you weren't you weren't just like, um, I can speak to gods now. Yeah. Believe me, like, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that I could see that being very difficult for for other people oh yeah if if their spouse went through like a a spiritual awakening and they just they think they can see and hear spirits everywhere you know from going from like an accountant to like (laughs) right the messiah you know so yeah well it's tough i mean even but i mean even for you like it took a lot of evidence before you started kind of coming around to like oh shit this is real yeah. I really think like what actually ended up helping the most was like you witnessing some of the mediumship stuff. Yeah. You know, talking to not gods and, and higher dimensional beings, but but more so. Okay. Uh-oh. I smacked the mic. Okay. We're going to start that sentence back over again. Um, So I think it, I think the mediumship stuff uh, really helped with with you. Like you, when you started witnessing me talking to like. You know, people's dead loved ones and, yeah. and things. Big time. Um, and him seeing it happen with like third parties where like he knows yeah. there's no way I knew that. Um and then I think like really the big turning point for me, at least with you, it seemed to be like when I gave you a reading and I was talking to your grandmother who like Yeah. Well, and your grandfather for that matter. But like yeah. I had never I had never met these people. They they passed away a long time before Nick and I met. Yeah, because I mean you brought up details that Honestly, I had either forgotten or didn't know about um, that you connected to something I did remember. Right. Oh, yeah. And then I gave you a psychic reading, too, where I recanted something from your childhood that you were like, I did not tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, I'm just thinking about, like, uh, people that don't have, you know, like, your abilities, like, going through a, a... kind of spiritual awakening um and kind of what you got to do to kind of support them 
Yeah, it's hard, right? Because you're like, well, what is a spiritual awakening really? And it, and it's different for every person, you know, and that, and that's actually something I do want to talk about. And that's, this is probably a whole podcast to itself, but you really can't compare your path to somebody else. Like I have a very strange path, right? And uh, the only other person I know of who has these like pretty amazing spiritual abilities or up until recently uh, was my uncle who's a rabbi. So like his path was completely different than mine. And happened over the course of like decades and decades, you know, and uh, it might happen over the course of like six months. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's it's hard. Um, it's hard and you can't compare like you can't say like, oh, well, my spouse isn't experiencing the same things as that like that lady on that podcast. Because like your spouse very well could be going through a, a legitimate spiritual awakening. Um, and it just looks very different because their soul is on a different part of their journey than I am or, and and it could be like in this lifetime when they're on a different part of their journey and then in an even more expanded view, they could be going through a different part of their journey and their soul's spiritual path of like many, many lifetimes. So the best thing I can say, um, on the spouse's side, right. That, that would be going through the spiritual awakening. It's just tell them that they're not crazy. Tell them that they're not crazy, that you believe them, that you don't understand it, but you believe them. Yeah, that was that was what saved it for us. Because for a long time, you were like, I don't understand this. Like, I don't understand it. I'm still having a hard time believing that gods exist. Like, you're talking to the Norse god Odin and Frigg and Air and Thor and, you know, everybody in between. And, uh, like, I don't even believe that one god exists, let alone, like, yeah. a whole pantheon, you know? Yeah, I was I was very much in the atheists camp still. So I mean, yeah. So I, I it was hard, you know, and um, there is like some other magic aspects to this that I'll share in a minute. Like Nick has a tattoo of Valkyrie on his arm, so that was a little. <laughs> hmm. And I've always like tuned out anything Norse related, like yeah, anything. Like we watched Vikings, and I literally Nick will tell you we watched it a second time, and I was all, has this always been? Because, like, just the second any sort of religious thing would come on, I'd just be like, boop. Like, yeah. my brain and my ego were actively like, no, do not let her figure out that she belongs to the Norse gods and that is her path to awakening. Do not let her do it. Like, it was working against me because I would actively tune out. He'd try and talk to me about stuff and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, so was, there's a god named Tor and Wotan. Okay. Like, I just tuned it out. Um... So from my perspective, like hearing, I don't, I don't understand it, but I believe you. You're not crazy. You know, you're not prone to flights of fancy. Like if your spouse is prone to flights of fancy and they're going off on some tangent, like. Yeah. I mean, maybe try to make sure that, that they're balanced and that they're grounded. You know, yeah. that's the best thing I can, I can give you as far as that goes. But, but if you have a fairly reasonable spouse who just all of a sudden wakes up one day and is like, oh my God, I can hear dead people. Like <laughs> try to write it. I mean, try to ride that wave. <laughs> you were about to check yourself into a mental hospital like several 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 times, times but yeah, yeah so. there was one time in particular that I I literally called a mental health facility to to see what my options were. So from, you know, the the supporting spouse like it's important to just be there to listen to you talk about all these things and I also think. to tell them that they're not crazy <laughs> because i can't i can't emphasize that enough i probably would have checked myself in if it hadn't been for you and my uncle i not even probably i would have yeah 
Like, I was already teetering on it, even with you guys saying, like, Emery, you're not crazy. Like, what the hell? Let this go. But, um, well, just people that don't have me or your uncle. Yeah. Maybe they, I mean. Well, I would also encourage you you guys to to go look up, like, people who legitimately have schizophrenia or legitimately uh, have psychosis, like, that they're going through a psychosis. And read their experiences versus what versus what your spouse is experiencing or you're experiencing because, like, really that was what that was what changed the game for me. Like, my guides came in right at the right time yeah. with a video that was literally a schizophrenic girl uh, explaining what schizophrenia was like with with prime examples, like very clear examples on how she experienced it. And then right afterwards, like a, a video or two down the the news feed on Facebook was uh, a mentalist from America's Got Talent. It was a clip. And she was doing all the same stuff that I can do. And I thought, okay, this is a spiritual awakening. This isn't psychosis. Like, I can let that go now. But it's scary. It's scary for someone who's going through a spiritual awakening, too. If they're a very logical person, if they're if they're very grounded in their analytical brain, trying to convince yourself that, like, these things that you're hearing are not you, you know. And for me, it was even more scary because I don't have an internal dialogue. You like, weirdo. I know. I am That's a weirdo. the only thing I'll call you a weirdo. I am a weirdo. <laughs> I'm a weirdo on a whole bunch of different levels, but internal dialogue. You know, you know what though? But I like it, it didn't even occur to me that people had that. Like until we had that discussion, I was yeah. like, "What do you mean you have a voice in your head talking?" Like, oh, that would drive me crazy. You know? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, a lot of people. So that one was that was like that was big for me though because I went from my brain being completely quiet unless I was singing or writing or uh, reading, really. It it went from being completely silent to like people with different voices talking in my head. Yeah. And some of them, like some of them literally sounded like they were outside of my head. Some of them sounded like they were inside of my head. Uh, Now it's pretty much just the inside, but, but way far back, if that makes sense. Like my head is this giant expansive space and somewhere in the void, (laughs) someone is talking to me. (laughs) That's, that's what it feels like. That's the best way I can describe it. So, I mean, you were describing this to me, like these, the, the all these changes that yeah, were happening as they were happening and so yeah and they I happened very quickly you guys i went from like nothing to hearing voices to being like to manifesting like stuff almost instantaneously like i'd ask for proof on something and it would pop up like within yeah. hours i'd be like if i'm not crazy send me a raven and a raven would fly right over my head like right as i said it you know and i had a lot of those experiences but and then i started seeing stuff and i was having these astral traveling experiences i mean like i went from zero to 60 yeah it was a lot. And so it was hard enough trying to explain to him that, like, I was hearing voices on top of all this other shit that was happening. So, I mean, you had this big kind of like watershed moment. Yeah, I did. And, uh, like, all this stuff changed. And uh, you started, like you said, hearing voices. And, I mean, when you tell somebody else that, you're like, okay, crazy. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the only thing. You can, that's the only thing you can rationally say to somebody like well that was like my biggest fear too right like yeah i was like i'm gonna tell a psychologist this and they're gonna lock me up and like throw away the key yeah you know our our mental our mental health system does not there's no room for spirituality for with most psychologists i I will say most there are definitely some therapists i've seen some on tiktok that understand that there there is another aspect of this that some people legitimately do have these gifts yeah like carl Jung. 
Yeah, Carl Young. Oh, yeah, Carl Young for sure. But but even now, like there's a oh man, what is it? It's Healing Something Seven Seven Seven. I'll I'll have to find him. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get him to come on the show. But um, but he believes in kind of the the spiritual aspects of stuff too, and yeah. so he he integrates that into his practice, which is great. You know, like there needs to be more people like him who understand that like some of us are hearing voices are not certifiably crazy. We're not schizophrenic. We are we're we're just tuned to multiple radio stations is the best way I can put it. Yeah. Like I hear things from our radio station, which is the normal one that we in Midgard or Earth or this existence here, but then I also hear stuff from like, you know, the the frequency up a few and down a few and like to the side a few. Like yeah. But trying to explain that to people who don't who haven't experienced this is very difficult. And I'm sure I sounded pretty crazy when I was trying to explain it to you. Yeah. I mean, it was it was tough to me. It was very reminiscent of religion. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I guess that kind of brings a full circle of my, again, like uh, my avoidance of religion was, was kind of my knee-jerk reaction to all this stuff. Like, oh, great. Now I have a religious wife. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, I you know what? I hear that because like there are a lot of people that say like I hear Jesus talk to me and, and I maybe they do. Like yeah. I, it's entirely possible that they do. But I think there's also a lot of people in the church who are like Jesus touched me and you're like, "Eh, did he though? Cuz you're kind of a piece of shit." <laughs> you know? I'm like, I know that Jesus hung out with <laughs> hookers and stuff, but like you are not a good person and like why would he choose you when Sally over here is actually like an upstanding citizen and a Christian and she's not saying she's hearing from him like it just, sometimes it just makes you question it a little bit. I still question spiritual people that say that they can hear stuff because honestly, like I've encountered a lot of people who are just full of shit. Yeah. That was the other thing in the beginning of all of this is that I was desperately trying to find anybody else I could find that was like experiencing a similar thing. And I just found a bunch of crazy people. You stand on, you stood on a lot of uh, landmines. Oh my God. I so. blew up every limb I could yeah. ever grow. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> so it wasn't helpful. It was, that's why it was so difficult. It was, um, you know, you were you were already going through this, and I, yeah, I was already trying to prove that I wasn't crazy, yeah. and then everybody I encountered who said, "Oh yeah, I had those same experiences," was like legitimately full of shit yeah. and kind of crazy, yeah. so not like mentally ill, but just liars, you know. Yeah. So you're you're searching for other people that would that had, had similar, similar abilities. And finally, I, no, I finally I found some. I was oh, no I help some. with that, but if anything, I was probably a hindrance, but. Um, no not necessarily like you're you've always been good as far as like discernment you know like and, and that's something that like i've always struggled with because nick doesn't want to admit it but clear, like nick's clairsentient he just doesn't like slap on a label on it wise <laughs> he has a legitimate gut feeling on stuff where like his gut feels calm when something is right and when someone sets off alarm bells nick has a feeling about it and he is batting like 99.9% on every person that I've ever been like, oh, they're nice. Like, you should trust them. And he's like, ah, nope. Always trust your gut. Uh, always trust Nick's gut, <laughs> not mine. I'm I'm a schmuck and I will like love everybody until they prove otherwise. So I've, got, I've gotten better about that. The spirituality has definitely forced me to develop some discernment. But, um, but yeah, like you, yeah, you finally kind of accepting that was great. But it wasn't without like. It wasn't easy peasy, so we got into a lot of fights because I was like, do you believe me? And he was like, I believe you. I just don't believe that gods exist. And I was like, but I'm talking to gods and I'm telling you I'm talking to gods. 
how can you believe in both? Like, you know, so I was like, these are mutually exclusive ideas, you know, and and I was really struggling with it. And, um, you know, really, I I think the turning point for you was, was recognizing that spirituality is different than religion. Yeah. You know, and kind of the way that I put it was like, religion is like a McDonald's meal and spirituality is like sushi. Like, yeah, they're both food. But they both are completely nourishing and meant for totally different things. So, like, you can't really compare the two just because they kind of fall into the same category of food, you know? Sure. Now I'm hungry. I know. We just ate, though. I do want sushi. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm the queen of anyway on this podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to get a shirt that says um, anyway. And you're just going to say, but, um. But, um. (laughs) I'm, I'm. I don't. I didn't think that uh, going to a medical facility was was right for you. No, I wouldn't. Have been. I think we we talked about that a lot, um, and we just didn't think that was going to be a healthy area for you to to work through this. No. And so you had some time to, you know, work on this by yourself, and mm-hmm. and and some free time to kind of process a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah, you giving me the space to do that. Like, that meant a lot, actually. So, like, that is another thing you can do is if your spouse has lost their job (laughs) or is working a job that doesn't allow for them to explore that and you guys can financially swing it, giving them the space to be able to meditate for several hours a day and um, read books, you know, about spirituality and about the things that they're experiencing. It it makes a big difference. Like, you – you building in that space in our world for me, like it, it was life changing for me and, and for the better. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't believe you like hook, line and sinker on every single thing. Like we had oh, arguments on, <laughs> on so much of this. And, uh, I think that's, that's important, you know, to support your spouse, but also to kind of question, um, you know, maybe their their reality or what they're seeing. Yeah, maybe their grasp on reality. I mean, in my case, it was a little different because I could furnish a lot of proof. Yeah, like yeah, and that's that's so. A if prob- you are going through a spiritual awakening and you are absolutely for your own sake and for everybody else around you, document. If you see something weird in the sky that like looks like a a message, take a picture of it. If you're predicting stuff, like tell people about it and then take pictures of it. Because I'll tell you what, I went, I really think the turning point, well, I'm not going to say the turning point, but the beginning of it for you, for you believing me hook, line, and sinker was <laughs> like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> anyway. It's a good phrase. I know it is a good phrase. That was, that was a good one, babe. <laughs> it's a good turn of phrase. Anyway, I, at the beginning of that, though, that, that I think like you really started like, all right, like this is really real and I believe everything she's telling me. I was I just started telling him everything I was seeing. I, I started having open eye visions. Um uh when really well, I had a couple last year, but I really started getting open eye visions like this summer, like fairly regularly. Yeah. And so I told him about them. And then when they came true, it, it was <laughs> that was kind of undeniable proof for him, you know, like yeah. um actually on my birthday I was I was hanging out in our stock tank pool because we're redneck, but Whatever. We live in the middle of nowhere. Stock tank pools are clutch. But I was floating around in the the stock tank pool and I had a vision about two snakes um, just 
like literal rattlesnakes. I could see it. And um, one of them was between two buildings. And so I told him specifically about this. I said, hey, I really need you to like be kind of careful about rattlesnakes because I I had this weird vision. And I also told him I had a vision about like a whole bunch of tanks and trucks going in a row, like one after another, after another, after another. And I, I told him, I said, I think this has to do something with Russia. And I think it has to do with one of the neighboring countries. And I think it's Belarus. So after both of those came true, like specifically came true because I found a rattlesnake like just a few days later. Yeah. Um, Me too. Yeah, he did too. And and neither one of us got bit. <laughs> Thank God, because I was real close to that one. It didn't rattle mm-hmm. or anything like. Ooh. But yeah. um, it was between two buildings. Yeah. So and the Ukrainian thing literally just happened not not too long ago so that's the other thing i need to tell you guys uh don't assign time frames to things happening because i had made some predictions uh that were gonna happen like so one one in specific like this was crap how long ago was that with your job that i i made that prediction Uh, i I mean it was so long ago it was like a year ago yeah at least i told him that like someone was gonna get this job not like it and then leave the company and move like they were just going to realize it wasn't the job for them and that like he would take that position while that never came to fruition while he was working there and i thought god like i heard that so clearly what what is that like why didn't that happen and then he told me like two weeks ago that the person in that position decided they didn't like that job and then they up and left and moved so it's not if someone tells you something, like if your spouse tells you something that they've seen in a vision or whatever, and it doesn't immediately come true, just don't write it off because I've had so many of them that like don't make any sense. And then like a year later, I'm like, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> okay, that's exactly what I saw. And now it's happening. Like it, they just time works very differently in the other realms. And so like they might be showing us something that they're like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen tomorrow. But like it's really like two years later, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, any communication you get is usually muddled or sometimes some of it's very clear now yeah now now it is but in the very beginning it was and it it came with no context either because my clear cognizance hadn't really kicked in yet so i didn't have any like inner knowing about what it was related to so i would get visions like those tanks and i would just have no context whatsoever and i would be like i don't know i just so case in point um i had this like really crazy vision about um war (laughs) like war in inner cities and i thought it was gonna happen here like i was freaked out i was like oh my god i think like this looks like a full-blown war like a civil war almost like there's like people like cars on fire and like people shooting at each other in the streets of these cities and um and like oh my god i'm so freaked out by it and i really thought it was gonna happen in the summertime here in the united states uh and then i realized that what i was actually seeing was that war in ukraine I was seeing them fighting in the cities, but because they were like westernized looking cars, I just, I couldn't tell the difference, but I had no context to it, you know? Right. And so it was, it it was muddled. And, um, and yeah, like in the beginning it was, I still, some days, like it's still a little muddled where like, I'll be like, oh, like, what did you say? And they're like, I said, I said, and I'm like, okay, can't hear you. Like, you're gonna have to figure out another way to say that. But, um, but in the beginning that happened a lot, a lot more often. And so I would say like. You know, it. I'd say that the guy's name was was like John, and it was actually like Joe. <laughs> like, yeah. that that still happens to me sometimes. But yeah, um, it's probably 
patience is real important in, in that. Um, yes, and I so am a very not patient person. You're so bad at that. I become a lot more patient. <laughs> but anyways, the, I mean, like, patience as Don't I'm, change the subject. I, meant, <laughs> I am patient, goddammit! <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I am still a work in progress. Yeah. Patience as in, like, uh, th- this is a long, difficult road. Oh, God, so, it is. To say that you want all of it now and like full you don't. blown like, you don't yeah trust me on this you don't full-blown undeniable proof mm-hmm. or it didn't happen like photos or it didn't happen sort of thing so yeah i mean you can't ask them for very specific proof and I, and I actually like really encourage people to do that if you have a vision if you are meditating and you see something if someone gives you some form of information from another realm um, ask for proof, right? Because there are, especially in the beginning when you're in a little bit lower of a frequency and you haven't healed yourself, uh, there are tricksters. Like there are spirits that will just fuck with you because they can. Like those trolls that, you know, mess with people on the internet, they become spirits and they are still trolls in spirit. They may be nicer, nicer, but they're still trolls. Like they still get joy out of screwing with people. Like there, there are trickster spirits. Um, and then also like your ego is still very active and your ego will definitely hijack messages. You know, I, a lot of my students that happens with them, you know, and I'm, (laughs) I am like a broken record. I'm like, did you ask for proof? Did you ask for proof? Because I, and like, did you not go chasing proof? Did you let it come to you? And like, was it specific? So there's, there's some layers to this to make sure that you don't go down the path of delusion, right? Because that's, that is a very real thing. Like there are a lot of people that wake up and they, they start experiencing these gifts and then they kind of go down a path of delusion. And then it, that's a detour that you don't want to take. I'm just going to put it that way. So asking for proof is good, but yeah, be patient because I have definitely had a few things that I didn't get proof on until like a month or two later. Like I had already just like written it off as like, ah, it was just my brain doing some brain stuff. But, but then like a month later, I got some very specific proof that was like, oh man, that was real. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was really hard for you to differentiate between um, maybe something that you're, you're getting a message about or mm-hmm. something that you're just, you know, making up. Like, yeah, my brain would kind of fill in the blanks, right? Yeah. It's like, um, like, you know how, okay, so the best example I can give is like, you know how when you're, when you're reading, they say that like you can remove like letters and your brain will fill in the gaps on like what those letters are supposed to be and you'll be able to read it yeah it's kind of the same thing with spirit so in the in the beginning and especially when your your ego is still very active and you can't like really differentiate like what's what um your brain will fill in the gaps on things like if spirit's like a little a little too slow to fill in the gap your brain will go ahead and do it for you and so what they may have been telling you is like um hey wait until your 20th birthday to do whatever and what your brain will tell you is wait until the 20th of this month and then you're going to win the lottery. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> your brain will fill in whatever it it thinks should be filled in. And, and especially if your ego is very active, your ego will fill it in. And then holy moly, like you just get real off track. So, yeah, yeah I um, that is definitely something to be be aware of. And that was definitely like. I, I told him I struggled with it. And I was like, I, you know, and that was the other thing is like I kind of came at you with, with like. So I just want you to know I had this vision in case it was a thing. Yeah, you you just <laughs> communicated like everything that was happening to you. And, yeah, but and, not with the whole thing of like I just had this crazy vision and it's gonna happen. Like I yeah. I very much came at it with like I'm just sharing this in case it happens. Yeah. So communication 
one hundred percent. Yeah, it super and just important approaching to... it from the the standpoint of like your spouse isn't going through this, you know, like hmm. they're not hearing voices, they're not going through this. So like it's you're asking them to believe something that like sounds really unbelievable. Yeah, or like myself has a negative bias to it. Yeah, you had so, a religion wound. Yeah, you know that that so. really was hard for you to heal. So like, so I was already like way against you way against the whole <laughs> yeah, these things were. so i i was already like nah this is bullshit like yeah like 100 percent. yeah yeah we, we so. like in our house used to use the term like oh that's woo woo shit you know like because because yeah. there is a lot of that like I, i'm not passing judgment on anything and if you guys like if, if that fills your cup and you're happy with that and like it makes you feel good that's great that's just that's not been my path like and it was very hard for me to it was very hard for me to accept that stuff right and and it was hard for you to accept that stuff as like yeah this is legitimate because a lot of it's not like we just encounter so many people that were like i'm enlightened and then you like get to know them and they're like they're terrible you know and you're like you're not enlightened you're a horrible human being <laughs> like yeah you're not self-reflective at all like you're not self-aware at all and you do horrible stuff to people and you hurt people all the time and you're totally unaware that you do it so like miss me with the woo-woo stuff you know <laughs> But but there are people that do believe in that stuff who are legitimate and they just like the aesthetic of it or they, they like whatever they like and there's nothing wrong with that. But it it, it definitely turns people off. Yeah. You know, it, anytime you have like a, a quote unquote false prophet, I guess that's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> anytime you have a false prophet, it, it, it makes it harder for other people. So, I mean, that, that's the other side of this is that there are a lot of people out there who will who are scammers, like just point blank. Yeah. They'll charge a lot of money for readings and um they'll they'll try and tell you that there's something that they're not and so that that's part of the reason that we're doing this podcast for free i don't believe in charging for spiritual stuff and no, nothing against anybody else who does but it's, it's just a personal thing for me yeah. um i i don't believe like i was given this connection to the divine for free and and i believe that healing is something everybody should have access to for free so if i can help you or if nick can help you or one of our guests can help you um I, that's that's what we're after you know i just yeah. i felt very alone in this spiritual awakening it was very hard for nick and so we just want to help you guys not set fire to your relationship in this episode but <laughs> yeah. but really from the, the spouse's point of view was there like an another was there something else that i did that kind of helped or something that you did that helped you to kind of come to terms with this um like i was saying with like communicating mm -hmm. um you talked about everything you were going through and so i also shared my fears and my doubts too yeah so you knew i wasn't just like it's happening you know yeah, like, you're like i am the chosen one yeah yeah like, exactly I, yeah. I definitely didn't go down i was like yeah. man i'm questioning this too like well, this is crazy yeah so you you definitely had a lot of like uh humility to it you yeah. weren't like this isn't real this isn't happening to me i'm just the rev an average joe yeah, yeah, man, like one of my first tests, actually, and like Nick will tell you, this was actually kind of funny. Like I couldn't say I'm special out loud. Yeah. I literally would get like, like tripped up on it. I'd be like, I'm special. I'm like, I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Yeah. I had such a block on that. And they kept telling me like they being my guides or the hires. I, I call them the hires. It's just like the people from the higher realms, right? I don't like guides because that kind of like infers that we don't know home. 
Yeah. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. So I like calling them the hires. So I'll probably refer to them as the hires for the rest of this podcast. But, uh, you know, the, the hires kept telling me, like, you need to accept that you're special. Like, you need to accept that, like, what you're going through is not something that normal people go through. And I was like, but I'm not. I'm just like everybody else. And they're like, no, you're not. Like, no, you're no, you're not. You are a weird lady. Like, <laughs> you're a weird lady. <laughs> you are a weird lady. You are a weird lady who's had premonitions of death from the time you were a small child. Like, and then you died for a little bit i did i had a near-death experience where i, I le- legitimately touched death like my dad was pre-med and he couldn't find a heartbeat or a or a pulse or anything and there was a nurse that stopped on the side of the road after our accident and she she declared me dead too while giving me cpr and came back and had no idea who i was like i had amnesia for- i had amnesia for a while <laughs> i didn't even know who i was it was it was, <laughs> that was a very uncomfortable feeling and i can ironically remember it perfectly <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah, I just I've I've had weird stuff happen my my whole life, but I still my the way my ego works is that my ego is like I'm just like everybody else. Yeah, there's no way this is happening to me because yeah, I'm just every, like everybody else. Everyone died on the side of a mountain. Yeah, everybody died on the side of a mountain. Nobody yeah. has a voice in their head. Like <laughs> <laughs> like nobody has an inner monologue. Like I'm just like everybody else. You know, it, that's the way that my ego works. Though is that it 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 made it hard for me to accept that I am so unlike everyone else. Um, and like I said, like I've I've been privileged enough i I am gonna say privileged on this to to actually meet some people who who are like me who have legitimate experiences like me um who i've gotten readings from you know like that's part of what i want to do on the show too is is i'm not going to give you a reading because i don't do paid readings unless you're going to come on the podcast because then you're giving back to other people you're helping other people learn from your struggles uh you know with us to help hopefully heal themselves but if you're if that's not your jam and you don't want to come on, I, I totally get it. I probably wouldn't either, honestly. <laughs> like I'm not the kind of person to call into a show to get help with my problems, so I, I get that. But um, if you do want to get a reading from people, I, I do know legitimate psychics and mediums and and tarot readers who are really good at, and at, and an amazing astrologist. I did not believe in astrology until I met this woman, and I've actually known her from the time I was a child. But uh, we reconnected as an adult, uh, you know, as adults after I. I had this awakening and she is phenomenal. So uh, if you do want to get a reading and you do want like to have a trusted source, I've, I've tested out quite a few of them and I'm, I'm totally happy to, to plug them in on this. Uh, I just won't be doing it cause that's not something I'm interested in. <laughs> Again, I, I have a very big block on charging money for this. So, um, boy, that was a tangent. That was a mouthful. That was, I am so <laughs> sorry, guys. I know I talk fast. You do that a lot. I know. I know I talk fast and I try to slow down so that I'm a little less like, but it's just the way my mouth works. The funny thing is it doesn't even sound fast to me. Just like I don't sound loud to me either. And Nick's constantly like, everyone can hear you. No one can understand what you're saying. (laughs) Your voice carries. I'm like, I'll talk quiet. (laughs) Anyway, the people who are just listening to this podcast are probably like, holy shit, these people, but... We are sane people. We're not prone to flights of fancy. I, I will say that about both of us. Uh, we are very reasonable people. So if this is something that you're interested in and, and you feel like you do kind of want to like understand this a little bit better or you want to work on healing yourself and going through some of those wounds and cleaning them out, this is a good podcast for you. Like, We're probably not the podcast for, for those of you who are super into new agey stuff and and crystals and chakras, because I just, we don't work in those systems. I I really don't work in that system and and Nick doesn't either. 
Um, but if you're just generally interested in, in healing yourself and hearing some crazy spiritual stuff and maybe having someone to commiserate with if you're going through a spiritual awakening and you don't know what side's up or down, like, I get it. I've been there. Yep. And if you're a spouse who doesn't believe in any of this crap, he gets it. He's been there. Yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just try to be supportive of your spouse. That's, yeah. that's the best thing I can say. Be supportive. Ask for proof. Um, communicate. Get, be and, patient. And take an interest in it. Yeah. Like that was one that was it actually something fun. that helped. It, it can be. It can be very fun. But yeah. if you take an interest in it uh, rather than like show me proof and you, it's more of like a, okay, you're going through some weird stuff. So like, let's look at this together. Like what's going on? Did you ask for proof on it? Like what proof did you get? If you take an interest that way versus like, give me proof or I think you're crazy, it, it'll help a lot. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, it should be, so it should be a dire. Team. It, it, yeah, it should know. be a team experience. Yeah. I mean, yours was a little bit because, uh, I mean, you thought you were going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, and it was, and it was during a year where you had a lot of loss, uh, the pandemic was happening and you got sick that yeah that happened in 2020 as well so i mean in cameron peak don't forget that yeah cameron peak was uh 10 miles from our house for months yeah months and so in cameron peak for those of you who are not colorado locals was the biggest uh, colorado wildfire in history yeah so it just sat there and burned for with nothing but like unkempt dry forest between our yeah. house Every and, day. And the line. Every day, just a big plume of smoke out yeah, of the Yeah, man, it was like, it was really spooky yeah. for, for a very long time up here. Yeah. And I was getting migraines so, because of it. Everything smelled like everything. campfire. Yeah, I've never been so happy that we didn't have like a central AC system. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was like, thank goodness we're not pulling in air from outside or I would be dying right now. So, yeah, I mean, it, it it's not... I don't know. I, I guess it's not a pretty process. Yeah, it's it's muddled and it's dirty, but it can be beautiful at yeah. the end of it, and it can bring you closer. I w- yeah, I would say it's equal parts messy and equal parts beautiful. So yeah. like, if you just sign up for all of it, which I mean, that's marriage. Yeah, that's marriage. You know, you you sign up to love somebody. Come, you know, for better or for worse, like come hell or high water. And obviously, we both meant our vows because we lived through an rv together for yeah. uh, an entire year in the winter with three big dogs and me being depressed and my dad having a stroke and <laughs> me yeah. being suicidal and it just kept going and going and going you know and so um kind of by the time that we got into the spiritual awakening i thought man i'm really pushing my luck <laughs> <laughs> this <So>. poor guy <laughs> yeah I, so yeah from the uh the supporting partner it is helpful if uh, the other partner is is a little more understanding of of your stance on on it and like how how this is affecting you and yeah and, and, and recognizes that you pulled the rug out from underneath them yeah, like you, you, you didn't mean to but you did you definitely were very uh, you you're apologetic or you you were sorry about. It putting was. me through all this stuff so i was i and i i deeply meant it when yeah. i apologized to you because i did i felt bad I, I was like man he didn't sign up for this i didn't i didn't, I didn't either but like fuck? yeah my bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys why'd you make him go through that <laughs> anyway yeah. 
Um, but it has, it's brought some really beautiful stuff into our life. And, um, you know, I started working more on manifestation and that's brought some, some pretty amazing things into our world, but. And you, uh, you let go of a lot of different things. You let go of of everything. Um, so I mean, there's, um, there's a lot of positives to this. This is not all doom and gloom. Yeah, no, I'd say that the the growth process is, is really painful. I mean, it's it's painful in your body too. Like yeah. you do definitely have growing pains, right? But um, coming out the other side of it, if you can be patient enough with your spouse, like they'll be a more pleasant spouse. I'm more patient than I was before my spiritual awakening by quite a bit. I'd say yeah. I'm much more understanding. I'm much more like open to other perspectives. Yeah. Uh, I think you. I've always been kind of open to other perspectives, but I would say I'm, I'm more so open to it. Like I'll just accept other perspectives. Yeah, I think you say would have been like those are stupid. You let go (laughs) of a lot of uh, stupid things out in the world. Oh yeah, like I stopped paying attention to the news and politics. (laughs) Yeah, not that it's you should just throw it away, but you. No, you should. It's garbage. You can't do anything to change it. (laughs) You stop being angry about any of it. I stop being angry about that. I stop being angry at stupid people, honestly. Like, I'm still going to call them stupid people. I'm sorry. I know everyone wants to be all like kumbaya and you're not spiritual if you call people stupid, but let's be honest, there are just stupid people in the world. They don't mean to be, or maybe they do, and that that, that's kind of the worst kind of stupidity, but um, you know, like the the stuff like on facebook like people those kind of things would just like eat at me i'd be like oh look at this stupid person saying stupid stuff that is like clearly not true if you took two seconds to google this you know it would like eat at me i get like irritated i'd be like how is this person like still arguing that this isn't factual when you could just google it and it says that it's not and i gave him a screenshot you know i would just get like (laughs) really amped about it and nick would just be like oh my god i ran like now i see someone say something stupid on facebook and i'm like (laughs) i just keep scrolling you know, you just, you stop caring about, uh, you stop sweating the small things the, yeah, I don't sweat the, I, I don't sweat the small things anymore. I haven't broken a Swiffer or a trash can, you know, so in months, in, in years, <laughs> it's, it's been years. Um, but yeah, I would you, though, like the small stuff like that would yeah. like really like, cause I was just constantly in a state of like about to explode. Yeah. Like I was like two or three bad things in a day away from like just wanting to pull my fucking hair out and like punch a hole through the wall. Not that I ever did that. You know, but that was like the intensity of, of feeling that I was having. And um, I just don't get like that anymore. Yeah. So maybe if you're that person, a spiritual awakening is for you. Yeah, it probably is. If not, if not, just listen to this podcast and start healing yourself. That's the best thing I can tell you. So that's the other thing that I think is kind of important on, on this is to there's a delineation between a spiritual awakening and, and healing yourself. And if you do it right they intersect and they, they grow beautifully together. Um, you know, other people will have some, some different experiences. So like in my case, I had a spiritual awakening in like <laughs> almost my darkest hours. It was like, well, I'm not going to say that. It was like, I had started to put in a little bit of work and then the hires were like, Oh, thank you. Finally. Like, listen to me lady. You know? And so I, I started growing that way, but, um, that's not a normal story. It, usually it is people really start working on themselves and healing themselves and remembering who they were before they had all of this terrible programming from their like their childhood or their parents or traumatic events or crazy ex-boyfriends or crazy ex-girlfriends or you know all of that crap that we all go through um once you start healing that and once you start remembering who you are 
things that you learned in your past life will start to come back to you. Like you'll start having a, a better sense of your clairsentience or your clairaudience, which is your clear hearing or your clairvoyance or um, any of the other spiritual awakening stuff that kind of comes with it. And honestly, that is a much more healthy, much more balanced path because when you <laughs> when you have a spiritual awakening and you aren't healed, it's like giving a toddler a bazooka. Like you still are like have a hair trigger temper, but now you have this like giant weapon, you know? Yeah. And the thing about that is you'd be very destructive with spiritual stuff. Like it's, there are a lot of very destructive people who have spiritual abilities. And so in my opinion, and I know that this wasn't my path, but I, I kind of made it my path. It It's better that you focus on the healing work, especially if you're one of those people who breaks Swiffers and trash cans because you're pissed. <laughs> if you if you got angry like I did and you really like felt that like divine rage, just trust me, your gifts will be a lot clearer and they'll, they'll be a lot more manageable if you do the deprogramming work first. Because the hires will start giving you like abilities as you go. The, like they'll be like, okay, like, you're now at a point where like, you know, you've let go, you've released a whole bunch of this stuff. Like, so now we're going to have this kick in, you know, and, and some souls were down here for different reasons. And so some of us, like we had our darkest moments and that's when they decide to trigger them. And I'm telling you, that's a, that's a scary way to wake up. It was for me. It was, it was terrifying. I've, I mean, that seems to be more common than, than not that, uh, people are, are going through a dark time and they, they make they have a spiritual change in their life. Well, I think it's because they're open to it, right? Like a lot of people hit like rock yeah. bottom and they're like, I'm going to go do ayahuasca or like, yeah. I'm going to try mushrooms or I'm going to try some drug that's like mind expanding. And then that's that's fine. Like, that's, yeah, I'm never going to tell people to do that. I'm I'm not real keen on doing drugs to experience spiritual stuff, but I know other people are. And again, if that's your path, that's cool. Yeah, it worked for them. But... It did. It worked for them. But I kind of see it as a form of bypassing. Yeah. Like you can do all that stuff by not being on drugs and just healing yourself and meditating. Yeah. You know, if you can really get deeply quiet inside, uh, you'll have your spiritual awakening. That's really what it is, is you just got to get really, really quiet and still inside. Yeah. So that's, it's usually like for your, what happened with you is you were in your, one of your darkest moments and that's when all of your, when well, your that was, spiritual uh, awakening happened. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes and no. So I, it was because I opened myself to it. Yeah. Right? Because I started looking into witchcraft and then it was like, oh, this is not for me. Yeah. Um, the ritualism in general just isn't for me. But, um, you know, I, I it was meditation. It was really meditation. Yeah. I had never tried to meditate before that because I just didn't see the purpose in it. But I was so desperate at that point. I was willing to try witchcraft. I'm sure as hell going to try meditation. Yeah, so... So now looking back on this, I probably could have been spiritually awakened when I was like 15 if I had just listened to a couple people. Don't let your yeah. ego run the show, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, from a spouse's... Supporting spouse's point of view is like you're the the one that... The spouse that's going through the spiritual awakening is already going through a, just a horrible time yeah. in their life. So, like... Yeah, and the spiritual awakening is like they're... They're grasping at like a star, basically, to like yeah. pull themselves out of that pit. Yeah, and it. I mean, it, it worked, worked for it, me. It worked for you. So I mean, it may not work for everybody. It may not work for everybody, and again, I go back to like you really got to be careful uh, between 
a spiritual awakening and psychosis because they look very similar. Yeah. So someone who's in their darkest hour may be going through psychosis. I, I've seen a lot of TikToks about that, actually, hmm. of people who thought they were having a spiritual awakening and then realized that they were having a psychotic break. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying you ask for proof. If If you think you're going through a spiritual awakening and you haven't asked for proof yet, try it. Because if you're not getting proof, something's off. Yeah. I have not had a single experience that hasn't had some verifiable proof at some point or another. Yeah. I mean, what could go wrong? I mean. Yeah, really, you should be in pursuit of the proof. like Not the proof, excuse the me. The truth. <laughs> in the proof. Anyway. <laughs> I'm starting to get delirious. I've been talking for an hour and a half. I don't know how Nick hasn't passed out on the table yet. Uh Really, you should be in the pursuit of the truth. And and that was always like, that was my path, right? Like, that's that's why I, I think I had such a strange path, honestly. I, I just wanted to know the truth of everything. I, I wanted to know why I was here. I wanted to know what existence was. I, I wanted to know if gods were real. I wanted to know if demons were real. I wanted to know if Candyland was real. <laughs> I wanted to know <laughs> everything, you know? And, and, um, and I, I was in pursuit of the truth. So I didn't care if, like some vision I had or some meditation I had, like I saw something that made me feel good and I didn't just like take it and run with it because feeling good wasn't my aim. It was to find out the truth. Like I needed to know why I was here in order to find my purpose. So I can't recommend that enough. Obviously I'm biased because that was my, my path and it, it worked for me, but you can't go wrong with the truth. You know, like yeah. if you live authentically and you go in pursuit of the truth, both of those things will probably keep you pretty, pretty on your path. Like neither of those things are really corruptible. Um, but, and that's why we're here doing this healing podcast is to get you back to being authentically you and not the you that you've had to be to fit into society or your family or your, maybe your screwed up relationship. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to put that on people, but there are a lot of people out there who have like changed themselves into completely different people in order to stay in a relationship that probably isn't meant for them. Like yeah. I did that a lot. Yeah, and it could be the person that's having the spiritual awakening could be stuffing all this down. Yeah. So. Yeah, because you could be freaked out, you know. And the, or, the other or, thing I want to say is if somebody's meant to be with you, like, whatever is meant for you will not leave you. I can tell you that beyond a shadow of a doubt. It, you might leave for a few months or a yeah. year. You might, you guys might take a break. But there's a purpose in that break, and you shouldn't, you should embrace it. Or they shouldn't be together. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they're, if they're meant for you, they won't leave you. If yeah. if they're not meant for you and you are being authentically you and you are sharing your experiences with them and they leave you because of it, they weren't meant for you. They were yeah. they were holding a place when you were at a much lower frequency and now you've opened up a space for what is meant for you to come in. I, I truly, genuinely believe that. Yeah. Thankfully, Nick and I are legitimately soulmates that have had many, many past lives together because I asked to see it. That was actually one of the very first things I asked. <laughs> Is Nick my soulmate? Are we supposed to be together? And then, like, Odin just laughed at me. Like, literally laughed at me. He was like, oh, you stupid, foolish girl. Anyway. <laughs> um, But we got through it. We got through it, and I think we're now in a place where, like, you've accepted what I am uh, for me. And I, I do hope that, you know, you might go through one of your own. Hopefully a less scary one. But yeah. It'll happen. I'll freak out. I'll do a ayahuasca. Yeah, I did ayahuasca. It didn't do shit for me. Yeah. I don't think you made it right. I did. I did. <laughs> I took like five times the dosage. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't want to. So do that, that's the other thing, guys, is like once you get up at a certain frequency, like psychedelics don't really do much to you, honestly. Yeah. Like you, you just experience the same thing that you experience every day. That, you're <laughs> like, just. I was a little happier. <laughs> I was, I was a little more like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I, and I, I have a specific type of like, um, psychic vision with my eyes open where I can see like energy basically. And, uh, that became pretty clear, actually. That became more clear than it normally is when I was on ayahuasca. But hmm. other than that, we just sat and watched cartoons. I didn't, I mean, I was like, whatever. I didn't even vomit. I didn't feel good. My stomach did got, not feel good. You got I a vomit. message when you were doing ayahuasca about. Oh, yeah, through the cartoon. Yeah. About ayahuasca. Yeah. We were watching, uh, oh, what was that? Uh, Human Resources. Yeah. That was trippy. Okay, yes, yeah, so that like, that one's actually a pretty good one. That was actually one that I think you were like, "Oh my god, that yeah. blew your brain." Because it was like something about he was like, "Oh, it's almost as good five. as like yeah, hour five of an ayahuasca trip." And I looked at the phone, and I was like fifteen minutes away from it being hour five of yeah. my ayahuasca trip, and I hadn't really been feeling anything, so I was like, wah, wah, wah. "Like, <laughs> I I was expecting to have this like seeing gods walking through the room in front of me, and instead I I just saw like a little more sparkly light, you know." But uh, so he said that and then he also said my mother's name and then my birth date, like right afterwards. Hmm. And then it was like 15 minutes later. So it was hour five of the ayahuasca trip. And I looked at the phone and then uh, the episode we were watching, like started talking about glittery, glittery, sparkly light, which is what I had just been telling him was the only effect I was having from this. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was pretty trippy. Yeah. It was a weird things kind of merge. Yeah. They will communicate like that, through so. media. Like I, at yeah. least for me and I and I know a couple other people that like it it comes through that way for them too. But like I get communications and T V shows and movies sometimes and um songs. I mean Spirit is just like a creative genius, really. And like, it's just using its creativity through us. So it kind of makes sense that they would like embed some messages into there. They're always, excuse me, they're always good messages. They're always like things to help me grow. They're never like, you know, you play the Ozzy Osbourne record backward and it's like, I'll eat your soul. Like, it's never that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say I have had some dark spirit, like dark experiences on this. So like, that's the other thing is that, you know, um, one thing that Nick told me that like really helped me when I was freaking out about this was he was like, "What? Well, like, calm down. Like these these things that are talking to you have just been helping you like heal yourself. Like it's it's been good stuff. Like if it was telling you to go outside and sacrifice our dogs, like maybe I wouldn't be on board with this. But yeah, then I'd be checking you. Yeah, then too. then I'd be checking you Clinic. in. But like all the stuff it's telling you to do is like go help people, go help yourself, like go heal yourself, yeah. like let go of stuff. Like it's it's all good stuff, you know. Yeah. And I, that that really helped. That helped me a lot, actually. Yeah, it, everything ended up. It was it was net positive. Yeah. yeah, I did have some dark experiences though, at least um, in astral traveling, like when I was on a much lower frequency. Yeah, that's fine though. And, like, so it, it helped you. Like, it, it did. It actually helped me a lot because yeah. it helped me to protect myself. You know, energetically speaking. Yeah. But yeah, that's a wild world we live in, honestly. <laughs> So if you're still with us an hour and 30 minutes into this, um, I really appreciate you guys listening. And this is 
we'll we'll kind of have chats like this back and forth about you know some other random stuff but mostly it's going to be me doing um healing sessions for people of you know spiritual mediumship stuff and and psychic stuff and channeling help from uh primarily air who is the norse goddess of healing um she is my most trusted companion and bff so she (laughs) she is i don't know how else to put that but uh she's great and she'll step in and she'll help you guys work through some stuff and give me some context for like where you guys need to look um but and again like i said we'll we'll have some people come on the show that are amazing mystics in different different categories and that that i've tested out i've had readings from and, and i know are legitimate so we'll have them talk about their spiritual path because maybe just maybe one of these will align with yours if mine doesn't yeah and or maybe Nick, some scientific stuff yeah I'd, I'd love to have some scientific people in here yeah maybe some quantum physicists although i don't know i still feel like they're strongly in the camp of like okay crazy lady but maybe not mm. It's a mixed bag. Yeah, probably. But Nick, for the most part, is going to be taking a producer role. So if you ever hear like a microphone click on and there's a, a joke interjected or uh, or I, I have a vision of something and I don't totally understand how it fits into the mix, like Nick's going to be looking up information on it to see where it fits into things. Hmm. So we, we've definitely had that happen before where I've been like, I don't know why I'm being shown this specific flower. And he's like, it's related to the trip you guys talked about earlier. I'm like, oh, OK, that makes sense. <laughs> so you know i I don't know like I, I i get messages and information and i have no context to it and some of the stuff i don't even know what it is i'm like okay i don't this doesn't make any sense to me but maybe that's to you like hmm. I'm, I'm basically just like a, a human telephone spiritual telephone a spiritual telephone yeah. so anyway thank you for joining us for our first episode i hope this was enlightening and entertaining and that you laughed at our ridiculousness as much as we laugh at ourselves. And uh, yeah, I hope you'll join us for episode two. Anyway, if anyone hasn't told you today, you are loved. We need a revolution.